Podsters. It's important to have a window to the outside world and read, read stories and consume movies which come from all over the world. Uh, it's equally important to have a mirror to your own. You know, so Ramachit Kattha, that line is a root to your roots. And it's right. very important that we have that, that connection to our roots. Because if you don't know where you're coming from, how will you know where you're going? Hi guys, welcome to The Remasters. The Remasters is a show about founders, innovators, entrepreneurs and all those dreamers who have hustled create some amazing products and services. We dive deeper into these brilliant minds and deconstruct what makes them tick. They really are dream hustlers because we believe that these dreamers have followed their dreams relentlessly. In this episode, we speak with Preeti Vyas. Preeti is the CEO and the president of the iconic brand Amarchitokata. Today, the brand powers the Amarchitokata comics, the National Geographic Traveller, the National Geographic Magazine, as well as Tinkle Comics. Preeti also is the founder of the publication house, Panoke Please. Hi Preeti, welcome to the show today. It's a pleasure to have you. Hi Anmol, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So Preeti, I'll ask you a question that I've not asked any entrepreneur I've interviewed so far. If you were to do it all again, what would you do differently? Um, I don't think I would do anything differently. Because I think every, every step of your journey leads up to something. All the dots eventually do connect. And, um, you know, there is, uh, everything has a role to play. And I, I really am very grateful for the journey I've had. So I wouldn't want to change anything. I think the only thing I would perhaps do a little differently is have a little more self-belief uh, mm-hmm. and confidence. But I think that also just comes with time, right? That's, I mean, you can't start off your career being full mm-hmm. of you know, self-esteem and confidence. So I think that also has built over time. But... Yes, if I could, I would go back and be a little bit more, little, have a little bit more self-belief. So would you do the things that you've done or would you do something differently? No, I would still do the things I've done. So tell us about your journey in the world of publishing. Yeah, so I think it's, it's going to be a slightly long answer and I hope you're okay with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. my journey into the world of publishing actually starts from my childhood. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I grew up in a, with a family of book lovers. My parents are both voracious. Uh, my mom's a lawyer, dad was a doctor. Both very voracious right. readers uh, and two elder sisters, a home, a home full of books. Like my dad was the kind of guy, like if you liked one book in the series, you would go out and buy the rest of the 23, you know. And uh-huh. uh, this is, I'm talking of in the 80s when things weren't even so easily available. So right. uh, we were one of the few people to have a subscription to a magazine called National Geographic World, which was a children's magazine they published in those days. So right. I grew up surrounded by books and, you know, I was a, I was a school, um, in-house school storyteller, story writer. I would often mm-hmm. be sent off into uh, assemblies and say, the chief guest is late, Preeti, go and tell a story, you know. So right. I grew up loving books, loving reading. Uh-huh. And, uh, but then life happens and I, uh, I ended up doing my graduation in science because I was really fond of physics as a subject. Uh, uh-huh. Then reading was something which was coming up and which, was, uh, which I took a fancy to. So I went to Australia and I did my postgrad in retail management. Uh, and um, while I was there, I began working in a company called Toys R Us, which is essentially retailing of uh, toys. It's a, it's a superstore. I thoroughly loved that. I got back in 97 and I, my first job here was with Sony Music. So this is again content. Uh, I was into sales and distribution, uh, the heady days of CDs and cassettes. And I used, uh-huh. used to, I was part of the Vande Matram, Rehman's Vande Matram and Kuch Kuch Hota Hai launch and all of these things. Uh, I worked at Crossword nice. after that. Uh-huh. So publishing is, you know, it's, uh, it's content, right? It's a world of books. And I've been fortunate enough to be involved in some way or the other. I think life has prepared me for 
understanding every part of the publishing world, you know, every part of a book's journey, whether it is being a retailer, whether it is being, you know, a, a distributor. I ran my own children's bookstore for three years. It was called Kids Town in Bandra. Oh, uh, nice. It was a learning store. Uh, I worked uh -huh. in Crossword. Uh, that was retail operations. Uh, mm -hmm. Then I was with the Future Group for uh, five years when I did, uh, again, a brand called Depot, which was into books, uh, uh, you know, mm -hmm. shop and shops inside big bazaars as well as independent stores. We had about 100 stores and we did our own self-publishing. We had a private label publishing uh, program as well. In fact, we launched self-publishing in India in those days, one of the few to I... launch. Mm -hmm. And uh, after which, that was, that was till 2009, my son was born. So I did not want to, uh, you know, I think I wanted to spend more time with time with him, uh, not so much out of sacrifice, but more of a sense of greed to just want to be with him. So right. uh, I decided to you know step off the corporate uh, ladder and do my own thing again. So this was my second stint as an entrepreneur, and I started Fun Okay Please in 2011 is when we launched, and yeah, that brand is nine years as well. And along the way, I've also written books. So my book was published by Penguin last year. Uh, right. It's a children's book little sparrow so i've been a writer i've been an editor i've been a marketer i've been a buyer i've been a seller i've been a storyteller so everything that goes with you know the world of books is uh, i have been fortunate enough to touch some part of it and the best part is now when i like we had a school reunion a few years back and you know when i when uh -huh. my school friends discovered that i was uh, in, into publishing you know, so when I meet people from the retail world, they say, oh, how come you are in publishing now? But when I meet my school friends, nobody even batted an eyelid because it just seemed like the most <laughs> logical and natural thing for PPVRs to be doing. Like, of course, you'd be telling stories because that's what you always did. Right. So I think, you know, there is from, uh, uh, I don't know if you've read uh, Malcolm Gladwell's uh, books and, you know, one of his books he talks about. Yeah, in, Blink, in, Outlier. In Blink. Those are the two books yeah, I've Blink, read. And Outliers. Yeah, and Outliers. He talks about how you actually know from very young age what your proclivity is for, what your you know potential is for, and the lucky, the few of us who are lucky enough, we find our way back to it. Over four hundred titles with over hundred million copies sold in twenty plus languages. Uh, you became the CEO very recently. Is it a daunting challenge to steer it forward? Um, absolutely. So when I was being, even now when I was being interviewed for the job, all I could say is that you know I am so humbled. Uh, that I would even be considered for a position like this, right? Because it is such an iconic brand. It's uh, every Indian of our generation uh, has grown up on reading these comics. And uh, I would go so far as saying that a large portion of what we know of Indian history and mythology is thanks to these books, right? Uh, not, not so much what we learned in school, but we all remember the comics we read. And right. uh, they were a big part of my childhood, which is the Katha as well as Tinkle, of course. Uh, Tinkle is also now 40 years old. So it was, it's definitely, it was a daunting uh, assignment. And I'm, I was, uh, it's, uh, it's been amazing. It's just been a year. Uh, and I think I've just about got started. There's just so much to do. And, uh, but it's exciting, very exciting. Amar Chitrakata has been an introduction to me and for so many of us to India's iconic figures. How do you see the brand in this smartphone, tablet, streaming obsessed world? Right. So, you know, I see our, I see my mission or the company's mission as twofold. So one is we had this genius founder uh, called Mr. Anand Pai, who started the company in 1967. And over yeah, his yeah. Uh, course of his lifetime, he created, uh, you know, 350 plus titles plus Tinkle magazine. Um, you know, so he was, it's a very profound body of work. It's, it's actually quite a, a genius to be able to create that. 
so one part right. of our mission is keeping that uh, keeping his work alive keeping that legacy alive making sure mm-hmm. that it's not it does not become a nostalgia brand i don't want people right. to just yeah. think of it as i want this generation of kids to be reading these comics right so one right. part of is keeping those keeping his uh, keeping his legacy alive keeping it going uh, you know keeping it making sure he's not forgotten that work is not forgotten and the second part is taking it forward right i don't want us to rest on the past laurels we need to create there are publishers so we need to create fresh content we need to find fresh ways to endure and to uh, to make ourselves relevant to a new generation of readers so now mm-hmm. uh, whether uh, you know as as creators of content we are agnostic we should be agnostic to the medium now as you know mm-hmm. you if you as a reader choose to read a book in a physical form i should be able to give that to you whether you want to read it on a digital device on your phone on your tab on your computer you want to hear a podcast you want to watch a youtube video you want to download an app and play a game whatever way you choose to consume the content we are creating i should be able to provide it to you so that brings me to the next question the us has dc comics marvel comics who have kind of catapulted their brands into cinema why haven't indian brands been able to kind of get into cinema the way us comic brands have so um i think an easy answer would be that you know the kind of uh, budgets and the kind of monies that these studios have and the kind of investments that go into these large scale projects is something that uh, as a comic book industry we've never had right mm-hmm. uh, or even as indian publishers we've not had so mm-hmm. that would be the easy answer to give but i think i i actually feel that a lot has to do with you not know, a post colonial hangover as well uh, mm-hmm. you know that for a long time as indians we uh after the british left we looked at things from the west as being good and us having to measure up to that standard and right. us not having so that that self confidence i think was somewhere missing and we are we are we are finding that again now so if you see a movie like a bahubali the the scale at which it is mounted the way the way that movie uh, that film talks to you the the, the storytelling the narrative is very indian right but the production yes. values are are world class i mean there is nothing that uh is is different in that movie from what uh, the big studios in the US would be doing so i think we are finding our voice now and it's only a question of time before we see a lot 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 more coming out of uh, indian studios and indian uh, content companies so you've tied up with pogo for an animation series tell us more about that so it's not an animation series it's actually uh-huh. the other way around they uh, have an animation series called on a little character called titu which they have launched in uh, on on right. tv and right. uh, you know they came back to us and said look hey why don't we do uh, something why don't we collaborate because you know we have tinkle magazine and reaching out to you know lakh plus children so we have taken the t2 stories and converted them into a uh, you know a few uh, in an, in a few of our issues as a as a serialized story so it's not a it's not a permanent thing it's only for a few issues it's like a little guest feature that we have and we right. keep on doing that uh, so we have uh, rana ran ragupati's movie hathi mere sathi coming out and that's got a character called bandev so we've done a little we've done a bunch of uh, stories nice. with him and tinkle as well called little bandev uh, uh-huh. you know of his relationship with elephants and that's very beautiful right so you know it's just about you know, that that's just a collaboration to bring uh, uh, bring stories from different media into comic book form as well and you have an app as well how's the app doing oh my god don't get me started on that app <laughs> it has been <laughs> the most marvelous uh, the most marvelous uh, you know phenomenon that has occurred uh, to us uh-huh. uh, so the, uh, we have two apps one for now we have three of course one each for amanchita katha tinkle and national geographic india uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh, you know so before uh, before the lockdown was announced till february we had uh, about 
75,000 odd users on Amitra and Tinkle, both the apps put together. And we were clocking about 500,000 new users every month. I mean, nothing great. And honestly, not that we were even focusing on it. Like it was just there. And then when the lockdown was announced on the 16th of March, we decided that, okay, let's do something for these poor kids who are all stuck at home. You know, uh, let's give them a little gift from us. So we said, okay, this is a gift to the children of India that 30 days free access to both our apps, read as much as you want, you know, just as a gift. And uh, I thought we'd add in 1,000, 2,000 new, new users on the apps and we got totally in for uh-huh. a surprise. The campaign went crazily viral. And we added close to half a million uh, new wow. users in that uh-huh. in that thirty day period, and now at the end of four months, uh, you know we have we've crossed a million. So we are at, actually wow. at twelve lakhs right now, one point two million users signups. Uh-huh. It's been phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal, and uh, it's not just the fact that they signed up because it was free. You know that of course you could expect, you know, but the uh-huh. fact that. They continue, they've renewed, they're paid subscribers now, they're consuming the content, they're reading. So on an, uh-huh. uh, I, I just got the statistics yesterday I wanted to share with you. We, in the last four months, 100 million books have been read from our catalogue. 100 million? Wow. And you've been able to monetize that? We have been able to monetize, of course, not all of it, but a good portion of it. A good portion of it. See that as your future? Do you see the app and digital as your future? Very much. I think that is the way to go. I don't think print is going to die. Print will, of course, remain because there is right. a joy of reading a comic book in yeah, print. Of but course. increasingly, people are, are discovering the joys of also reading digitally. You know, I mean, it's so convenient, it's easy, and it's, it's very inexpensive as compared to buying a printed book. So there will be the collector's editions that you want to buy and keep you know, in, your, in your bookshelf. But the rest, you just want to read. And, uh, you know, people are reading it very interestingly, Anmol. So we've heard of uh, parents writing and saying they're using a screen mirroring function to cast their, uh, uh, to cast the app from the phone onto a TV screen. And the whole oh, family is reading an ACK comic after lunch every day as a post-lunch ritual. And that's amazing. That's a beautiful way to use technology and to, con- and to read and enjoy stories as a family. So we are seeing great, even the amount of time spent on the app, we are seeing a good 20, 25 minute uh, average user or time spent, which is very, very healthy, you know, for a reading app. So right. it's looking great. And uh, we are excited about what this whole world of this digital world holds for us. So we're doing very exciting things. So now Tinkle is uh, what I call digital, you know, so it's a combination of physical uh-huh. and digital. And nice. we are releasing fresh content every Friday. So it's not just fortnightly or monthly, it's weekly. Uh-huh. Uh, we have, uh, we just launched, uh, you know, Mahadev, which is a Shiv Puran on the ACK app. It is a, and we released the comic only digitally in three parts. Uh-huh. Uh, we are tr- we are we're able to do video logs and you know video edit- uh, editorials and we're doing a tinkle game show on the app. We're doing the Amitra quiz. So a lot of exciting things are happening, which is uh, you know which helps to keep the user and the reader engaged on the app. Do you see a cultural renaissance in India? Do you think it's happening right now through the digital medium where people are kind of going back to their roots? And what role do you think ACK is going to play in the future? Because it has played a prominent role in the past. Absolutely. Uh, what we've seen is even with this one, uh, when I'm talking about, you know, 1.2 million new users, uh, almost 25% of them are from outside India. 25 to 30% are, are from outside India. Uh, lower oh. on the tinkle, higher on the ACK app. So that's our Indian diaspora, right? Sitting all over the world. I think the pandemic is a time of comfort, right? You're reaching for comfort right. food. 
you're reaching uh-huh. for comfort music and comfort movies and comfort reading and amateur katha is comfort it is the ultimate comfort uh, reading amateur katha and tinkle comics right you can escape from all the problems for a while and just immerse yourself in this so i think that uh, yes there is definitely um, a greater confidence uh, in our own in our own heritage and our own culture parents are um, we we do want i don't know if you've heard of this analogy when it comes to content of the windows and the mirrors uh so all content us. falls yeah. all content falls into these two buckets it's either a window or it's either a mirror so it's either a window to a world outside your own reality uh and or it's a mirror to your own yeah so while we it's important to have a window to the outside world and read read stories and consume movies which come from all over the world it it exposes uh-huh. it it exposes us it expands our mind uh it's equally important to have a mirror to your own you know so the manchita katha that our line is a roots to your roots and it's right. very important that we have that that connection to our roots because if you don't know where you're coming from uh how will you know where you're going or where you even want to go so that anchoring right. you know in your in your past that anchoring in, that sense of belonging is very important and i think manchita katha is the brand that does it best it is a most authentic most credible uh source of indian stories that you want to you know pass on to your children mirrors and windows now that's an interesting analogy uh, mirrors in fact brings me to the fact that we've had a lot of female revolutionaries haven't we and if you look at the windows outside we have the hillary clintons the kamala harrises as well as uh, the indra noyes of the world who breaking glass ceilings or who broken glass ceilings what do you think is needed in india today to kind of create a revolution um, in the corporate sector where more women are represented and more women hold positions of power i think it's that i think it's a journey i think it's a it's a long way to go if you look at the percentage of women ceos it's still very small uh, mm-hmm. but but i like i said publishing is uh, is different publishing has a lot of women in publishing uh, it's mm-hmm. always been that way so i don't think i have broken any glass ceiling or anything like that because that the industry right, is like of that course. Uh-huh. um so of course i have to admit that on the business side there is not that many women it's more on the editorial side uh-huh. but uh, yeah the industry does have um, uh, a lot of women but i think in india you know i mean if i look at the macro overall picture in terms of until we are able to say that you know there is no female feticide happening there's no female infanticide happening where female literacy is concerned of education is concerned i don't think there's any point you know having any bragging rights about having 20 women ceos it's, it's until we can you know actually get rid of these um you no know, blots on our culture and mm-hmm. society i don't think we should i mean i worry more about those things than about being a woman ceo and what percentage am i as we see more and more women rising in the corporate sector as well as the government in fact we just saw the government announce the permanent commission for women in the armed forces what are your thoughts on how hard is it for a woman to become a cxo so maybe you know 5 years back or 10 years back i would have said that oh men and women are equal and there is no difference and you know whatever men can do we can do and you know that sort of feminist uh, um voice I, but yeah. i think that uh, the fact is now after having my had my own child and i'm a single mom as well so um, i think for women there are uh, we are consumed by family responsibilities um, by you know by running a house by uh, 
what society expects us to do even when it comes to whether it's being a daughter or a daughter in law or, be, or being a mother uh, women do tend to and i know it sounds like a generalization but from whatever i have seen uh, women do tend to shoulder larger shares of that responsibility and uh, we when we take on professional roles and professional goals we don't give those up so uh, it is exhausting you know there is because uh, you're still doing that and then you're also trying to be uh, uh, to be professional and to be this right. person who is who's able to run the show at work as well is there something like a work life balance in these covid times when people are working from home presentations are from home zoom meetings are done from home yeah this, this this time has been really insane right i mean the days and weeks have all just merged into each other and uh, lost track of you know whether it's a weekday or a weekend and uh, it is it is it is a challenging time for sure but i think Tell creatively about, uh, also yeah. creatively i think it's been a good time anmol for a lot of creative people because you know right. the commute the traffic the noise all that has got cut out and you know you're just in that zone and i i, I see our own editorial teams doing fabulous work creatively the output nice. from the creative teams is is at a at the peak at the moment nice that's nice so tell us about the women you admire and why when i talk of strong female uh, leaders or mentors whom i look up to one of the people i really admire is a lady called louise hay uh, so right. i don't know if you heard of uh, this yeah, yeah, house of. called hay, yeah, yeah. hay house right hay house, so hay yeah. house is one of the biggest in the world of you know metaphysical spiritual self help uh, that whole genre of books and right. uh, louise hay started it and uh, she she was almost 60 years old when she started it wow you no know, so she passed away last i think two years back she passed away when she was 93 and she was still working at that time you know so it's this notion that you know you you are told that time is running out and you know you've got to become a ceo before you're this age or you've got to achieve this number or this salary or you've got to have these material possessions at this age uh you know people like louise hay they shatter those old, all those concepts because age is just a number and you know you feel motivated you feel passionate about something you can start doing it at any time and life is long and you have the, the idea is to enjoy the, the journey and not get you know crazy about having to achieve those destinations and you can of course still achieve them like what she has created is phenomenal so i right. always look at her and feel very motivated uh, by louise hay story and every time i talk to any woman who says are time has run out what do i do now i'm 45 or now i'm 50 and my kids are grown up and now life is over i'm like no louise hay started when she was 60 so you know don't get don't get demotivated um i get inspired by people around me my best friend um, uh, nalini is a great source of inspiration she has a great sense of humor and no has a way of looking at life uh, um, with a smile and that that's that's motivating our editor of amachitra katha her name is reena puri she is uh, been with the company for more than 30 years she is in her 60s now and right. uh, still creating such beautiful content and she's a powerhouse you know i look at her and i feel that uh, you know I, i i hope i'm still as energetic and as as passionate when i'm uh, when i get to her age right i think there's something to be inspired by everyone you meet So tell us about your moonshot goals for Amrita Katha the brand as well as for yourself personally. So for uh, ACK I would like my goal or my ambition or dream is I think what I shared earlier to ensure and to make to make us a truly global brand to make sure that uh, not just Indians but even uh, people who are not of Indian origin uh, start listening and start taking interest in Indian stories and consuming our content. 
uh, so you know that's the big dream that we should be a truly digital digital first global company uh, supremely profitable uh, where all the employees all of us are are doing well everybody is feeling feels happy and satisfied and feels um, you know feels like this is the job of their life this is the purpose of their life this is what they were meant to be doing and creating adding that value so whether it's creating the users and readers across the world or helping society giving back to uh, underprivileged children in india making sure that people children across across the spectrum uh, are reading our books that's what i want uh, and of course to keep growing keep growing the revenues keep growing the uh, keep growing the bottom line those are uh, continue to remain moving targets and big goals and um, uh, personally you know what I, i don't have this sense of i want to be here in 20 years time i think ambitions and goals are also moving targets uh, i i just feel that if i die tomorrow i should know that i did my best and i created value i added value to the world i the education my parents gave me the experience that i gave myself through all my different uh, jobs and career experiences added back you know added to something and gave back and left the world a little better i mean that's uh and i think it's important for me i i feel like it's important to throw myself into whatever i'm doing and that becomes the ambition right now amit chitakatha and tinkle and making this company supremely profitable and supremely successful is the biggest burning ambition uh 5 right. years later that's going to change because we'll achieve that and then the next thing will come up my last question so what advice would you give to fellow women who are looking to kind of create their own businesses or who are looking to rise up the corporate ladder so for entrepreneurship i will say that you know sit down think hard it sounds very glamorous it sounds very sexy but it's very very hard so sit down and write out what you think will be all the challenges that you're going to face and then whatever you've written down assume it's going to be 10 times more difficult right that's how hard it's going to be so you have to be very dedicated you have to believe in yourself you have to believe in what you're trying to create and uh, but it's not but it's it's not impossible at all it is very possible and the satisfaction that you get from being an entrepreneur is unmatched right? Um, right so that is the one piece of advice and i think the advice for in general to women is to is to have more self belief right and not have this uh, this thing of wanting to do it all wanting to have it all like to really take it easy you are enough you are good enough you can do it you have everything that's required to to make it and to be that successful so you don't need to don't i mean just give up self doubt you know give up self doubt and i mean brene brown also says a very beautiful thing she said that you know our uh, our generation wears exhaustion like a badge of honor you know <laughs> we need to give up this thing of being exhausted all the time we need to right. make time for rest we need to make time for books we need to make time for art for music because those are the things that nourish us nourish us enrich us and and, and having a nourished and enriched soul is what allows you to create value you know, you cannot be this hamster running around 20 hours a day and say i'm working so hard i'm burnt out you know you won't create right. any value the idea is how can you sustain your energy level over 20 years over 30 years because that's when you'll be able to create value right thanks uh, so, yeah. th- thanks for that uh, preeti it was really insightful to talk to you one insightful conversation for sure so guys do check out the amachitra katha app uh, we close this podcast now and do share your feedback with me at anmol@podcasters.in uh, preeti once again thank you very much for that conversation thank you anmol it was great fun thank you for having me this podcast has been produced by podcasters audio editing by shristi chaturvedi research by parneet kaur
podstaf.